Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Hi, Tim. Season two. Hey, hey, I'm so excited. <laughs> and I just, apparently you can't hide it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, season two. I mean, you think of all the shows that make it yeah. through season two, like Bridgerton. Are you watching that on Netflix? Yeah, I did. I did watch that. You was- actually watched it? It's a poor man's Downton Abbey, and I'm embarrassed to say that I'm watching it with my wife, but you watched it. Ah, see, with my wife. I'm married, too. Yeah, there you go. Don't, <laughs> spoiler alert, don't tell me uh, if, you know, they ever consummate the, the marriage, the princess and... Oh, uh, that is, it, is so, it is so tedious. black guy, yeah. It is so tedious. I hate you. I hate you, too. Oh, <laughs> my hand is on your breast. Oh, there's my sister. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, so you gave it away. You gave it away. I, I mean, it's it's just I, I don't know why it's really trash TV, and but we're 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 hooked on it. I mean, the premise that uh, she wasn't taught about sex at all, uh, even though it was in mythical 1813 England, and uh, and he was using <clears throat> the withdrawal method. Excuse me, uh, b- because he he didn't like his father. Uh, it's just stupid. It's preposterous. <laughs> but here we are, and season two, and we want to welcome our new affiliates: WJOB 12:30 a.m. 104.7 FM, airing two to three p.m. Fridays. You know that uh, WJLB is the one-time home of not only Gene Shepard, but also Felicia Middlebrooks, Tim. And I believe that Felicia Middlebrooks was actually in A Christmas Story, had a cameo role. She went, WJLB time, 737, time to shoot your eye out. I think she was, um, <laughs> she was in that. And we also have oh. JED-TV in Northwest Indiana, as well as VPod in Chicago, Peoria, and via Roku as well. Yeah, her. So Roku sounds like a Japanese television station. I, I, I either that or some game I should be playing, you know, every morning before <laughs> Wordle. Uh, so let's let us turn our attention to serious matters here, Tim. Violence in Chicago. Uh, last Saturday, there was uh, uh, somebody was killed at the Bean, and it was you know absolutely horrible what happened. And uh, Lori Lightfoot uh, was fiddling while Rome was burning. She was down in Texas at the time. Uh, saying that I'm not going to let anybody tell me uh, what I can read. And she was reading To Kill a Mockingbird, which I, who is banning To Kill a Mockingbird? Uh, somebody is. But, um, but what did that have to do with the beans? She reminded me of this. I, this you're, you're a youngster. You may not remember this. Mayor Blandick in Florida during a snowstorm in 1979. And oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he lost to Jane Byrne as a result of that because he wasn't there. Not that it, mayors can actually do anything. Like, daily, Richard M. was here for the flood in 92. And, I mean, what did he do? Cut a ribbon over the collapsing bridge? I, it, but the, now there's the, um, the riot at the Bean. Oh my gosh! Uh, on Saturday, and uh, I—I've got it a. Was, it's not like a team, not like a team one or anything. It's just a, a riot for the sake of a riot. I—I I don't know, you know what they weren't protesting anything. Roe versus Wade hasn't been decided yet, and I, they didn't look like they were pro, would be protesting that anyway. Um, my suggestion is if. Let's take the bean down and we take down Christopher Columbus <laughs> or move the bean to Roosevelt and Harding where, you know, they can, you know, have at it. Uh, and Roosevelt and Harding was where I was born. Uh, but, you know, I'm getting to be like, I don't know if you remember Wally Phillips uh, and Steve Dahl used to make fun of this. The uh, old lady from Tinley Park who would call in and say, I don't want to go downtown, Wally. I'm afraid. Well, I'm like the old lady from Tinley Park right now. I'm afraid to go downtown. 
And uh, yeah, that's not supposed to happen at the bean. I mean, that's supposed to, you yeah. know, you, 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 that, that, that's kind of the tourist area. Well, but so so maybe Saturday nights, uh, as Elton John, that tough guy, said Saturday nights all right for fighting, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I just I, I I wonder when are there certain hours? Basically, they should give hours for people like us. Here's when it's safe to go downtown, like yeah. uh, on a yeah, weekday you know, from not three a bad to five idea. p.m. Yeah. yeah, rather not rather than have a curfew, just 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 right. you know, kind of like midnight basketball. We'll have midnight <laughs> rioting. If you want to riot, you're allowed to riot between the hours of eleven and there one. There we go. You know, I totally <laughs> forgot about midnight basketball. That was one of the great uh, projects of the uh, of the Great Society, as I recall. There was Head Start, which they found out never worked, and sure. then there was. There was that, and which uh, was yeah, it was that was the midnight Clinton basketball. Gore, I think, that brought the midnight basketball. And it was kind of you know, it's like oh, oh, we have inner city youth uh, causing trouble. What do we do? Yeah. Let's Speaking start of a that, basketball league, which is kind of about. Why don't we start a boys band? Did you see? <laughs> did you see? There was a, a somebody said that they had come out of a musical on Saturday night downtown, and there was a phalanx of of, of police, and I'm thinking. Is the Music Man in Chicago yet? Is Hugh Jackman in Chicago? Because I'd like to say that we, Tim, have trouble right here in the Windy City. That starts with T, that rhymes with P, that stands for the cesspool that this city is. And what we need is a boys band. You know, the boys band can play during halftime of the midnight basketball games, I guess. So, yeah, what was Laurie Wright for doing it? What's she, what she in Texas She was in for? Texas uh, uh, saying that I can read whatever book I want to read. And, huh. and, and what does that have to do with what was going? Well, then she institutes the curfew, which of course is illusory, right? I mean, it's not going; it's not actually going to work. Um, but you know, there is it, there is some hope because I saw a map the other day, and it showed that L.A. County had a greater population than like all these red states in America, and so that's that's what's going to rule. And forget about federalism. However, a leading candidate for the mayoralty in LA is a guy named Rick Caruso, who is a member of the Reagan Foundation. Can you, and he's pro-police, can you believe that the times they are changing and everybody's going to become a Rudy Giuliani, although Eric Adams in New York hasn't done that yet, but it, it just does seem like we, we've hit a wall on the progressivism regarding uh, the police. Even Biden doesn't say defund the police anymore. So, Well, defund doesn't mean defund anymore. It means uh, higher mental health experts. Oh, I see. I see. So, so yeah, that, so that's changed, a euphemism. Changing, changing definitions all that's, over. All right. All right. Well, all right. Now that we've solved that problem, let us turn to Bette Midler, the divine Miss M, or who I like to call Marie Antoinette, because she said, uh, <laughs> let them suck breasts. Uh, basically, over this infant formula, problem uh, she she said uh, oh, why don't they why don't they just breastfeed like nobody needs formula anymore okay thank you bet midler uh you know i you know we, we've gone natural uh in in recent decades if you can but a lot of women bet do have problems i mean i understand sure. the last child you bore was probably in 1789 uh, <laughs> and went to the guillotine with you but uh so, you so think you would think a cow like that would know how milk oh, is made. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's uh, you have sunk so low here. <laughs> seven minutes and 47 seconds into the our our season two debut, Tim Slagle. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, Bette Midler is, is quite old. How old is she? Do you, do you realize, you probably know this, she was on Johnny Carson's last show. Do you remember wow. that? You don't remember that? I do not, I do not remember that. I did not know that. She, she actually even crawled on the desk and sang to him. Huh. That, and that's his la- Johnny Carson's last show. I mean, we've been through Leno since then, Conan, um, Dan Rather. Uh, oh, I'm, now I'm switching over to <laughs> CBS News Anchor since Walter Cronkite. I, it's all a blur to me. Anyway, uh, yeah, thank you for the information, Bet Midler. So there's a Sussman trial going on right now. And of course, we are taped, so I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but. Are you familiar with the Michael Sussman trial? He's the yeah, uh, yeah, he was, uh, Perkins Cooey, the uh, Clinton law firm. And he's, Durham has finally brought this one case to trial. And he, I guess he's hoping that this is going to lead to bigger fish. But the whole point is, is that Sussman told the FBI that he wasn't working on behalf of any client when he rushed to them with talk about misinformation <laughs> he uh you know the information connecting trump to russia that was totally illusory but the whole idea was to stir the pot and and get the media involved in this and right on the uh, cusp of the 2016 election and he i mean his defense is oh i did this as a citizen i didn't do this as a, a member of the law firm but then he billed the clinton <laughs> the clintons for this so well, here's Still, the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, is if he would have re- revealed who he was doing, talking to the FBI for, it might have led to suicide. <laughs> he was protecting. Okay, his, Vince Foster breath. Uh, seriously now, <laughs> seriously now. Uh, but but in any event, uh, I was reading Andy McCarthy um, National Review, and I dropped his name because I actually know. Andy McCarthy personally, but he said that there, uh, he, he, he wrote a column saying that it looks like it's going to be not the easiest uh, obstacle uh, to overcome in, in getting a conviction because it is Washington and they have all these people who are connected. Everybody's connected in Washington. It, it, it's all democratic too. And it'll be hard to convict a guy like that. So you know, unless you got a, a change. I just, venue, I just read, I don't know. If the, yeah. I don't know if this is accurate is that, uh, uh, that, that one of the jurors is on Sussman's daughter's crew team. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I'm, everybody's connected in DC. I mean, what are you going to do about it? So and if I uh, remember right, the crew, that's how you get into a college that you're not qualified to oh, you. Sure. Sure. <laughs> you, if you're a member you, of full house or, <laughs> and you're buying your way in the, uh, gee, I, I don't know that much about criminal trials, but I sure would have used one of my peremptory challenges to get rid of that juror, but maybe there's nobody else left in the pool. So you, you had to have somebody there. So that was the least bad uh, juror that, that you could select. So, who knows? I, I hope the whole case doesn't blow up after two years. I mean, the, the whole conspiracy thing, if, if we don't get this you know, f- first conviction, well, we'll see. Anyway, all right, nice first segment, season two. Woo-woo, coming back, the disinformation board, Mary Poppins uh, is gone. She's poof. She's gone with the uh, east wind. Is Open out of the here. umbrella. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap.
True, the White House is in a bit of a feud with Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. It all started with this tweet from President Biden, which he wrote that the wealthiest corporations should, quote, pay their fair share to bring down inflation. That prompted Bezos to weigh in, writing the president is conflating two separate issues and misleading the American people. The White House took issue with that assessment with a spokesman saying, quote, it doesn't require a huge leap to figure out why Bezos would take issue with the president's comments. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And uh, that was a little wrap there about uh, Jeff Bezos. Uh, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are both breaking bad. Uh, The billionaires are turning. It's the billionaire revolt, Tim. It it seems that way. I want to know what a fair share is. I want to know (laughs) exactly. You know, it's it's one of those. It's not fair. Okay, what's fair? You know, like put give me numbers. Here's the here's the thing. So Bezos criticizes Biden for conflating uh, high corporate profits with inflation, but that happens to poll very well, and I can understand it. <laughs> well, it, 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 it. First of all, you know, as long as they have to pay and I don't have to pay, but it. I mean, it's a very populist thing to come up with. The the problem is. Um, people, uh, you know, the billionaires or the Milton Friedman economists aren't explaining this well enough to the uh, hoi polloi and, because it sounds like it would make sense. If you, cut, if you cut their profits, then the prices won't be so high and then there won't be any inflation. Now, true, the tax would just be passed on to the consumer, but then we can have price controls and then we can have shortages and then we can mandate <laughs> production and then we can be Venezuela. Yay. So I, it's, but they they always have to do just one more thing to reach a totalitarian status because it never, it's never enough. Uh, I mean, so every shoplifter I've ever met uses the excuse. Do you know how much money they're making? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, it's the Robin Hood uh, exercise. Sure. It's it's Dennis Moore stealing lupins, uh, and uh, and and then finding out that the redistribution uh, program doesn't work as well as he thought because then the, the the poor start complaining about what they're getting. So yeah, it's uh, it's fun to see Bezos because I, you talk about getting his just desserts. I mean, it's the Washington Post. You signed on for this progressivism. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You deserve it. All yeah, of a sudden, there, there is a little bit of Schadenfreude there. That, or uh, even Schadenfreude, as yeah, they say. Sure. With the umlaut, the umlaut. So, um, all right. Thank, thank goodness that we got, we got some billionaires. We, we, we've got Ken Griffin on our side, or maybe, I don't know. We'll talk about that later. I mean, is Irvin a Democrat or Republican? But uh, it, it's, it's a nice thing. Whatever ever happened to the Koch brothers? Are they, are they quiet? Uh, no, well, or, one's one's dead. Okay, that would be one thing. That would that would be harmful. <laughs> that, that that makes you quiet. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm, I, I like Chesterton said, uh, we should extend the franchise to the dead. That is, we should not uh, break with tradition. So I I would hope that. Uh, and he's, I'm certain he left some money for for, sure. for some great causes. But well, okay. Yeah, oh, oh come on! You 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 don't you don't think that his offspring were just waiting? <laughs> right, right, right. They were looking at looking at manuals for yachts and yeah. private planes. Uh, and- I, I, I would think that they had gotten enough yachts during their their lifetime. Or all right, uh, well, thank you, Jeff Bezos, for coming over to the dark side, uh, at least temporarily. A special appearance on the dark side. So the uh, it was mentioned in that report about the disinformation board, which has now been disbanded. And I, 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 I am a slight fan of this Nina Jankowitz, uh, because 
you know, I, I like to come up with parodies myself. Do, do we have her at all, uh, Nina Jankowitz? Yeah, there. <laughs> Oh, yes. I, oh, no, I, she put herself out there. I mean, I know what it's like, karaoke, putting yourself out there. Uh, and I like when she, she did have this one line, it's how you hide a little lie, it's how you hide a little lie. Uh, that's pretty clever. The problem is, is that, you know, she's, she's getting us very close to the Orwellian existence, and a spoonful of sugar really doesn't help the arsenic go down. So I, 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 I was looking, Tim, at um, all the songs from Mary Poppins, there are so many familiar songs there that could be used, for example, to uh, to uh, for the describe, disinformation board, or, or to, to describe her ouster. Um, we're getting a jolly holiday from Nina. Nina, just fly, go fly a kite. Don't care if you're erudite. See, if you do one line for a parody, then you don't bore everybody <laughs> too much. You move on to the next song. Chim chim chiru, sweep out your office, baby. You're through. Um, and finally. <laughs> Super gal with fragile ego expelled out of office. Now that's not bad. <laughs> All right, that's not that's one out of five isn't bad, but it's not up to her her standards. But um, I'm I'm sure she can drown her sorrows at the karaoke bar. Go feed the birds. Another song there, and uh, we're all going to be starving for our tuppens. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Well, let us move on. To abortion! Yay! <laughs> Boy, a nice segue there. Well, we haven't done this in a few months. It's season two, by the way, of the uh, weekly wrap with Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on uh, all sorts of outlets. Tim, do you, do you have them all memorized? Uh, uh, yeah, Jed TV, Roku, WJOB, VPod yeah. TV, and right. Chicago and Peoria, Channel 59.3. Oh, boy, you, you got it all. Uh, Felicia Middlebrooks, uh, uh, an alum of WJOB, I, I, I found out. It would be nice to have her. She's not doing anything right now. She, could she do some time and temp for us in the middle of this recorded show? I, it would be relevant. Uh, I, I, some other time I'll, I'll, I'll talk about uh, some of the problems I got uh, for uh, criticizing Felicia Middlebrooks for having uh, attempted a shakedown with uh, Jesse Jackson of WBBM. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, it's just one little blemish on a career, and it wasn't really a shakedown. She was just trying to use leverage there. <laughs> All right, so a, a, as far as uh, uh, the abortion case goes, uh, Roe versus Wade, and we've only been arguing about this for 50 years. Is there anything new to say about it? No, just to demonstrate and get, get the whole thing over with. Um, it's, uh, it is kind of interesting that it, the new Justice Jackson, it has uh, not said that the demonstrators should go away. So we've got... <laughs> This is this is a nice precedent. Uh, it's it, it's a beautiful thing. Can we give out her address here on the? I, I would hope so. I would hope it'd be mandatory to give out her her address. Uh, and and then there was the Department of Human Services uh, had a memo saying that they they fear that there's going to be violence as a result of this uh, decision when it comes out. But in part of the memo, they were talking about a fear of having right wing violence. Well, you're not going to get right wing violence if 
if if over if Roe versus Wade is overturned, but they can't bring themselves to say that it's going to be left wing violence. It's going to be you know the women in the pink hands. No, no, left wing protests are mostly peaceful. Mostly, mostly, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, if you look at what happened at the Bean over the weekend, it was, I mean, one person died, but uh, it was just people running around having a good time, mostly. So as far as, uh, as, far as uh, the, the abortion decision, I'm looking forward to the gubernatorial debate uh, when Pritzker is, is uh, debating the Republican nominee. And I'm sure that a Carol Marine type, uh, even though she's retired, will be taken out of mothballs to ask a question uh, to Pritzker to wit. Um, Governor Pritzker, uh, do you favor uh, a woman's right to abort a fetus that uh, may be genetically predisposed to morbid obesity? And uh, (laughs) then he could self-immolate right on the spot. It would be... A very late term. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there. I, I guess you know that that might be his de facto term limit, uh, if, if, depending on how he answered that question. But um, an interesting thing: the uh, it, it, in the primaries a, a couple of days ago, there was a pretty big Democratic turnout. You know, we we're all waiting for this you know, great Republican tsunami in November. But the Democrats came out, and you have to think that it's because of this Dobbs decision that's, that's going to be coming down. So they're angry. It, it could temper the, the Republican victory. What say or, you, or, Tim? Or maybe it's just because they haven't taken down the ballot drop boxes yet. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Well, we'll get to the 2000. You are the 2001st mule. On the, oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. That'll be an interesting. We'll, we're, we're the only ones who actually, the only ones extant uh, who would talk about 2000 mules. I, nobody, nobody will talk about it, apparently. I, I was, it's the first line in Wikipedia about it is a false documentary. <laughs> so, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Now, there was an NBC News poll that said 60% of people want Roe versus Wade to uh, be upheld. But then you get down in to the innards of the polls, and most people don't like the idea of allowing a, a baby to be aborted at nine months. It, sure. Yeah, and you could really corner the Democrats on that one. So, Well, I would like to see how many people actually knew that Roe versus Wade is, because, I mean, the, the, the propaganda is if Roe versus Wade goes away, that the abortion will be illegal. And it's, right. Uh, people don't understand there's a thing called federalism. And yeah, we, exactly. We, they, we, they, we, there's subsidiarity. We try to return this to the states. We Not everything is black and white that way. Uh, maybe no. they could, you know, have SNL do a sketch. I, I didn't watch it. I couldn't bear to, I can't watch SNL anymore, but they had Kate McKinnon uh, imitating uh, uh, Justice Coney, Coney, I want to say Comey, Coney, uh, imitating her. And I was kind of hoping they'd have her as Coney uh, talking to her as the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was would say something to the effect of, well, we wanted an abortion to get decrease the surplus population uh, of people we don't like. <laughs> Try that one on for size. Anyway. All right. Well, we've handled a lot of hot topics here. We'll, when we come back, we're going to talk about 
Tuesday's primary. Pennsylvania, of course, uh, is the bellwether state, it looks like. And, uh, oh, what else have we got? Oh, the Buffalo shootings. That's horrible. What, you got any, an upper for me uh, next segment? It's a, change, the, change the background, although I, I kind of like it. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. shooting in Buffalo, New York, Saturday, when an 18-year-old white supremacist wearing full-body armor, carrying an assault rifle, opened fire on a supermarket in a black neighborhood of Buffalo. We just went to Buffalo. Now we're joined by Ibram X. Kendi, the Andrew W. Mellon Professor in the Humanities at Boston University, founding director of the Boston University Center for Anti-Racist Research, contributing writer at The Atlantic, where his new piece published well, it looks like it was published yesterday, but it was actually published last month before the attack in Buffalo, headlined, The Danger More Republicans Should Be Talking About White Supremacist Ideology is Harmful to All, Especially the Naive and Defenseless Minds of Youth. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the <laughs> weekly wrap. Uh, Ibram X. Kendi, well, Tim, you talk about one of the great race hustlers of all time, huh? Uh, yeah, he's Jesse actually Jackson. the second gen. He's actually the second generation of race hustlers, isn't he? Yeah, he's I mean kinda... Jesse Jackson has to en- envy him. I mean, what was he charging for, like forty grand a, a, a speech, or maybe I, I really under, I'm underestimating it. Um, the interesting thing is, and by the way, uh, Cujo's as MJ uh, Michael Jordan would say uh, to that anchor uh, woman, I didn't realize Nancy Dickerson had uh, risen from the dead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I love it when. Because I carry I carry around HD makeup and I haven't been on TV in, in 10 years. But just in case a television show like this one would break out, <laughs> I, I, I put it on. It, it, an interesting thing. Um, and I mean, the Buffalo thing, it's horrible. Of course, it's terrible uh, for, for, for so many reasons. But I mean, if you really wanted to get technical about it, now I can see why Kevin uh, Williamson was fired from The Atlantic. Because uh, because that article in The Atlantic uh, by uh, by Kendi, uh, I, I'd like to uh, a counterpoint. Uh, I was reading Kevin Williamson in National Review today, and he was saying, if you actually look at it, uh, white people are not doing their fair share of, of hate crimes uh, because the, white people represent 61 percent of uh, the American populace and uh, are committing only 55 percent of the hate crimes. So we're not. <laughs> so yeah. So we yeah. got. So we got a six. We got. We got a six point margin we can fill. If we, yeah, uh... right. We, a lot of a lot of margin <laughs> to play with there. No, no. It's 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 it, it's a horrible thing. But I mean, this this kid who who did this. I mean, I heard, heard another thing too. I don't know if this is true or not. Are you a, a firearms owner? Are you an expert at this? Somebody was saying that the security guard who I mean he gave his life and he you know he's a hero. But when you're facing somebody wearing body armor like that, you're supposed to try to shoot for the groin. I don't know if people can be that <laughs> accurate, but um, in, in, in any event, uh, no, the, the kid's manifesto or whatever you want to call it, he, he's calling Rupert Murdoch a Jew. <laughs> and I mean, we'd love to have you, Rupert. No question about it. But uh, when, if you can't get Fox News on your, on your side, uh, then there are some problems there. So, yeah, and, th- and then there's this whole thing about replacement theory that it's, everybody believes that it exists. It's, it's just that the Democrats are allowed to talk about it and celebrate it, Dick Durbin, New York Times, everybody. But 
Republicans can't talk about it at all and can't be upset about it at all. So it's just interesting, just the way the media work now. Democrats celebrated it until the Hispanics started uh, voting Republican. Totally. And then all of a sudden, now it's a bad thing. And and blacks and you know one of one of the ironies is is that you know this kid shouldn't have been shooting black people because they're not immigrants <laughs> and uh, and also their population is decreasing it's gone down from like almost thirteen to almost twelve percent of the of the population now but um, yeah yeah as you say you've got Hispanics you've you've got uh, a guy like Trump who was getting a, a greater black vote than than prior Republicans. So replacement theory doesn't necessarily work because there's something about the American dream. Americanism takes over and it, it, it levels the ethnic differences or in short, everybody wants to get rich and be an American and <laughs> they don't want to sit back in their, their tribes. So yeah, it replacement theory isn't even a, a good idea for, from anybody, but, um, Whatever I did. Well, it's almost it's it, it, replacement is almost necessary though because with abortion and birth control, we're not we're sure. not having we're not having kids. There, no, absolutely. I mean, that's it, the, we, and we, who's going to pay my social security? <laughs> exactly. Well, how many kids do you have, Tim? Uh, None. <laughs> okay, I had five. Okay, so I you know, I'll, I'll hand can you I borrow a couple? Of, you, I'm giving you some of my social security. You got it. You got it, buddy. Uh, I got to pay in something here. So uh, yeah, it, it's it's a horrible thing. Uh, that happened, but uh, you know, the hysteria, and then of course Biden has to go out there. Did he go to Waukesha? I don't remember if Biden actually. Well, went it, to was it was cold. It was cold at that true. time of year, and yeah, he's a little. True. He's frail. Yeah, and then you blame Tucker Carlson for that, but uh, that's like blaming Rachel Maddow for the uh, congressional softball shootings. It's, it's, it's. Uh, you know, I. Hey, I, I think Tucker Carlson's got to love it. He's grandiose enough to think that he, he causes things to happen like this. But um, yeah, it's it, it's a lot of hysteria right now. And then somebody was 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 talking about uh, this David Leonhardt, who writes for the New York Times. And actually, he's not that bad on COVID, but he has a, a daily newsletter that he, he puts out. And he was talking about hate crime stats that there have been like over the last decade, four hundred and fifty. Uh, murders, uh, and three quarters of them were by right wing uh, white supremacists. And I was trying to do the math and don't test me on this, but that comes out to about 30 by white supremacists per year, which is like two or three weeks of Chicago now. I, I isn't <laughs> it? I so that's a, it's a, that's a good, that's a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So all right, yeah, this there'll be some hysteria over this, and and, and nothing uh, will will change. It's just difficult to, it's difficult to, to find a kid like this. You know, everybody wants to blame the authorities, but I mean, he was tested, and then he didn't have a record, and some and things, have, some people will fall red, in the cracks. They have red flag laws in New York, I right? Mean, even that didn't work. I, I and I'm not necessarily blaming New York for this. It's uh, it's just a you know tragic situation. Turning right now to comedy, though, and that's our Illinois primary coming up. I, yeah, and I'm a guy who's going to vote basically just on the ads. I'm not going to take a, a look at any of the issues. I mean, I have my opinions on them. But Irvin's ads, are, are the, the anti and the pro ones, are, are really comical. There's an ad against Irvin, 
and meet Richard Irvin. There's an ad against him. Uh, well, there's, there's one in favor of him. I don't know if this sounds like a one in favor of him, uh, in which he says he will never pardon Mike Madigan. Well, he, no, he won't because he can't because Mike Madigan's charged with a federal crime and he's the governor. So you talk about the confusion about with people having uh, about Roe versus Wade and the federal government. Versus, and he, and of course, like Richard Irvin doesn't know that. Uh, also, but then there's a, the Democratic governors took out an ad against him because they knew that he was going to be the front runner. And it's, it's kind of close right now, but, uh, but, they, but they figured uh, properly so that he'd be the front runner and he's got all that Ken Griffin money, but their ad blasted him the democratic governors i mean these these are the people who you know in, the, in our blue state support the soros inspired uh, kim fox and and there's he defended criminals as a lawyer he defended criminals well that's what criminal defense attorneys do I, they're, they're you know you yeah. want to get rid of the sixth amendment all of a sudden and, and you, well actually who needs the lawyers if you're kim fox you just let the people out of jail before before there's any trial and never actually uh, force them to uh, face a judge or jury. So, but the, so those ads are crazy. Um, a mixed bag in the Tuesday primaries, uh, some pro Trump, some negative Trump. Uh, the intriguing guy is the uh, Pennsylvania uh, guy. Fetterman. Is that his name, Tim? Uh, he's like, he's kind of an interesting guy. He's uh, charismatic, a, a tall drink of water. Um, he comes off as every man, but he's got a Harvard graduate degree. So I, I, I love, I love did he, did, is that, that that's over though already, isn't it? No, the Pennsylvania. Well, well, he won, it, he won, oh, he won the, the primary. primary. He oh, won okay. the primary. Okay. And it's still, you know, the, there was the Oz versus, uh, sure. McCormick, uh, one, uh, you know, the they're Republican still counting side. there. There's sure, that, sure. And still uh, counting. Uh, whose mules are going to come through <laughs> uh, on that one? All right. I know. I know. We're, I know what you're talking about. So, all right. Let's. Oh, let's, he won the Democrat primary. Okay, that's why. Yeah. I right. 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 I wasn't. wasn't yeah, you don't. You don't attention. pay attention. Nice segue by me. Thank you very much to two thousand mules. All right. This is. I mean, uh, our our producer Chris wanted me to talk about it. You probably believe in the Dinesh D'Souza documentary. And I got nothing against Dinesh because I, uh, I love that thing that he, uh, that hit job that he did on Obama when he did sure. this reductio ad absurdum uh, saying that Obama was just trying to please his absentee drunk father and was taking it out on the country. I buy that. But this thing is a little difficult because th this of course is that there's these mules who stuff the ballot boxes for the Democrats in the 2020 election, and they use cell phone data. And I'm an expert on cell phone data. No question about it. I, I know all that metadata stuff that just because you can't listen in on a conversation, if you see in the metadata that there were 25 phone calls to a brothel, you, you, you got to think that a guy was <laughs> doing. So I'm, I'm pretty savvy that way, tech savvy that way. But that, but they weren't able to make the connection that these pings from cell phones uh, are necessarily related to people who were stuffing ballot boxes. But I'll let you take the other side here, Tim. What do you well, think? Well, the, the, they they found they found the pings of people that traveled around a certain around to all the ballot boxes. They, I, I mean, that's what they look for. Someone who 
chose a route that would go and, and it's not just by it's not just driving by the ballot boxes i mean those those pings are accurate they're accurate enough that they've arrested people for january 6 by their cell phone pings they can tell who was in the capitol and who was not in the capitol i mean they're they're, they're, they're pretty accurate but they actually have stuffed the ballot box i mean look if if fox if tucker carlson isn't willing to talk to this guy <laughs> and tucker will you know, he'll he'll believe in, in lots of speaking of January sixth conspiracy theory. So I, I haven't heard one. I haven't heard a good 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 uh, uh, explanation of why it's it's inaccurate. All right, uh, it seems I'll to let, me that people are just ignoring it because they right. they want it to go away. You get the final word on it. Uh, we'll be back with more on the weekly wrap. top to a you know we use on stage but it's very very special because if you can see yeah the numbers all go to 11 look right across the board wow. 11 oh, 11 and most of 11 these and amps go up to 10 exactly does that mean it's louder is it any louder well it's one louder isn't it it's not 10 you see most most blokes you know be playing at 10 you're on 10 here all the way up all the way up yeah. all the way up you're on 10 on your guitar where can you go from there where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Uh, put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. Uh, <laughs> well, I hate to All see the way to 11. Yeah, I hate to see Meathead looking good. Uh, that I mean, it's a classic moment. So apparently there's going to be a sequel to Spinal Tap, not a remake, but a sequel. And it's the longest span between uh, the original and the sequel in uh, movie history. I understand it's like 40 years. And I, I mean, I had enough with the first one. I, I liked the first one. I didn't celebrate it as much as everybody else did. I saw it in the movies. My wife and I went with another couple they were a couple of years older than we were, and they didn't get it at all. <laughs> My wife kind of liked it. I had this uh, an experience that I've never had, never had before, and ever since. I was like bored for fifty nine seconds out of every minute, and then like, every minute I laughed real hard. <laughs> and and it's not like I'm not a fan of the Christopher Guest uh, genre. I mean, I I love sure. Best in Show is my favorite of that with um fred willard doing his joe garagiola impersonation talking about a dog show that uh in baseball terms because he doesn't understand anything about dogs so and larry miller telling uh, somebody on a, on a roof to jump <laughs> so I, I i love the a lot of those and i like this one too but i didn't sell it i'm sure you this was the this was the first this was the first one wasn't it this yeah. was a, oh, yeah. this was the yeah. first uh, one of that genre was the spinal right. tap. Right. The rest were all follow up. So yeah, yeah, it's you know it's it, it took them a little while to to, to get it you know. To no, get the uh, well, 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 no. I mean, a lot of people think this is superb. This is the creme de la creme. You don't you don't uh, agree with that? Nah, I just like, think it's kind of like an improv show. You said it best: fifty nine minutes bored out of your skull, <laughs> and then one really good laugh. <laughs> See, I just thought I was a, a philistine. But uh, okay, maybe you're yeah. one one with me. Uh, 
look, it's not as good a mockumentary as uh, 2,000 Mules. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to re- revisit that topic. Uh, anyway, uh, so it's coming to a theater near you in about a year, I believe. Why? Aren't there any original ideas? I mean, well, it, a sequel it seems to like this. Everything seems, like, everything seems like a remake now. Well, this uh, is not uh, a remake. And it's at least remake or a sequel or yeah. Look, you're preaching to the choir. I can't watch any Marvel movies or DC, whatever. I I don't care about that. I'm done with men in tights. Right. I, I, I'm with you. You know, I'm, I like the trash TV, like Bridgerton. Two seasons they got out of that (laughs) garbage. Um, They're going to have seven. There's actually were seven books. Is uh, each book ba- was was based on one of the Bridgerton children being married? So yeah, so you've got plenty more oh, awful no. coming your way. Oh no, my plate is full. So uh, <laughs> so Portillo's is coming up with a. Do you say vegan or potato? Vegan uh, dog, uh, vegan hot dog. Portillo's is coming up with it, and uh, there was a review of it by. Well, this is. Uh, by Amy Levitt, but there was a review of it by Louisa Chu of the Tribune, which I think is a great name for a food reviewer. Um, But um, anyway, Portillo's, I'm wondering, with the vegan dog, will it be mandatory to put ketchup on it? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I understand. I I know we we need to talk to Bob Surratt about that because he is the arbiter of Chicago hot dogs, but it doesn't really qualify as as a hot dog, so... You probably should put. I have a feeling that the people that order the vegan dog will be, the 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 the, the women that do that will be putting ranch dressing on it. That you know has too many carbs, probably a lot of sodium. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. And anyway, all right. To pivoting uh, very quickly from that to uh, among our final topics here. Oh, Drew Peterson's lawyer apparently is getting religion. That's uh, Joel Brodsky. I interviewed him once. Uh, he may actually uh, disclose what happened to uh, Stacey Peterson, uh, mm-hmm. according to his discussions with Drew Peterson. I mean, the problem is there isn't there attorney-client privilege, but whatever. Uh, well, it, to be to yeah. be a, a, a an attorney for a client, don't you have to get money? <laughs> I, I think that's i think that's i think if you go like 20 years without getting paid oh uh, then you get to disclose everything <laughs> yeah right? then you're no the longer the, he's uh, no longer your client i understand so i was interviewing him on the radio a, a few years ago and there was somebody it was while the drew peterson shenanigans were going on and there was a missing woman that was discovered after a few years and he said see see and i said yes Joel, but here's the thing. Where you have one woman who was found, was murdered in a bathtub, and then the fourth wife, that's the third wife, and then the fourth wife is missing, that it's 99.99% certain that that woman was murdered as well. It reminds me a little bit of the OJ trial when they tried to argue that just because somebody was reported on for a domestic battery incident doesn't make them a murderer because OJ you know, had that rap on him, but where there was a domestic battery incident and the wife wound up getting murdered, it's the guy who was involved in the domestic battery incident. And I mean, this is the kind of stuff, uh, look, hey, hey, there's a DC jury that's may may acquit Michael Sussman too. So you never know. (laughs) 
uh, about these <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, maybe. But, it's but, a, but, maybe. But he's getting religion right now, Drew Peterson. So there is the, the latest rage, and I, I, it's, it's a long time in coming, but I believe it's the University of Illinois, Chicago, I'm not certain, that they are trying to fight fat phobia. That it is the, that's the latest thing. That, that's the latest uh, discrete and insular minority or insulin minority uh, sure. that, uh, that, that uh, they're discriminated against all the time. Uh, they want to ban on the word obesity. And they, they say, look, yeah, we know people should eat healthy, but there's so much discrimination against, against fat people. And I mean, it actually is true. Uh, but the thing is, is that, uh, yeah, w- what are you going to do about that? You know, occasionally we get uh, Whole Foods trying to uh, put in a healthy food store in the in the middle of Englewood, and it it winds up closing down after a few <laughs> years. And you know what? I don't blame inner city residents because if you're poor and destitute, I mean, you just don't want to eat a banana. You want, you know, you are an apple. You want a Big Mac. That's the thing that's going to satisfy sure. you. A bunch of empty calories. And so the do-gooders always, there was a Chicago radio, it's the sports station because, you know, they feel guilty that they're talking about sports all the time. They did a fundraiser to create some healthy, healthy food choices in the inner city. And, you know, it, it's, it's good intentions. It's liberal do-goodism. But, um, well, Michelle Obama was, is, Michelle yeah. Obama was doing that. And it, what, what it, all it did was make, uh, make the garbage bill more expensive <laughs> for all the schools because they were right, just scraping right. the plates into the trash. Yeah, no, they, they won't eat it. Uh, you, you know, uh, maybe Bette Midler could breastfeed everybody. Uh, <laughs> there. I, it, I, I, I feel bad. I, I feel bad for these, uh, well, it's what I wonder is because they, you know, they came out recently and they said that if you're, if you're a guy and you turn down uh, a transgender woman who wants sure. to have relations with you, that, right. that, that's, that, that that's a hate crime. Well, it's also so a hate I, crime. I mean, what I love is that the lesbians who used to be, I mean, you couldn't have a, a, a more protected minority than lesbians. They are now being canceled because... They're not attracted to trans women. Huh. So that's, I mean, that's the J.K. Rowling, Dave Chappelle thing. And uh, it's so. Yeah. So I wonder if they're going to do the same thing with fat women. Sure. Is, is Absolutely. If you, turn down, if you turn down a fat woman, you're, 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 you're fatophobic. Well, there should be a lottery for, for a marriage and, you know, whoever you get and uh, till death do you part. Uh, so, yeah, I, it's, um. It's it's a, it's a sad, COVID itself discriminates against fat people. COVID is guilty of of, of a hate crime because the comorbidity of uh, obesity is a leading see, indicator. Did you see the yeah. Sports Illustrated cover? No, I thought that was a joke. <laughs> no. It wasn't a parody. No, it wasn't a National Lampoon like Play Dead where they interviewed uh, Boss uh, Cartwright and there no, were no that's... answers. That's wait, for wait. real. I saw two covers. One of them looked possible. The other one was, I have to say, grotesque. But I, so I'm not sure which Sports Illustrated cover. That, we'll tease everybody with that so that they can see. <laughs> we can show it next week. First of, all, first of all, the swimsuit issue is supposed to come out. Did this come out in February? And I didn't notice it? That's when the uh, swimsuit issue comes out. Is it? Maybe it is a parody. Yeah, I mean, you might have been hoodwinked. 
I might have been. Uh, and, oh, here we go. There, there. Yeah. Now the yeah the one the far one on the that's that's not really a Sports Illustrated. I heard it was cover. real. Okay. I um, heard it was real. And you you know what you know what it, it, in my opinion when I saw that it was uh, I thought to myself you know that is the first swimsuit model that I might have a chance with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know I got to tell you I saw El McPherson on fr a Friends rerun. And she's like the quintessential Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Too skinny. I might want one of these more Zoftig women uh, nowadays. You she like just, that a little better, huh? She was a little, she was a rail. Eat something. <laughs> you eat like a bird. All right, Tim. Good first show back in season number two. Uh, I'm so excited. And you did not hide it. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle. So long for the weekly wrap.